Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year, for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Shelby Stanger is the author of Willed Wild, Adventures Great and Small to Change Your Life. Shelby is a longtime adventure journalist, speaker, and podcaster. She's most known as the host of REI Co-op's Wild Ideas Worth Living podcast, an extremely popular podcast she started in 2016 and sold to REI Co-op in 2020 and has stayed on as the host. Her motto, a little adventure, is life's antidote. Welcome, Shelby. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Will to Wild, Adventures Great and Small to Change Your Life. Thanks for having me, Zibby. You have like an OG version. I love that, but it's been changed a little bit. So. Has it? Oh, I <laughs> yes, do. Yes, a lot. This is the this is the galley. So well, I'll send you the original. It's it's much better. Galley okay. had like a few errors. As you know, when you're writing a book, 
I had no idea what a process it was, but um, it's an adventure itself. Yes. <laughs> the real ones out in the world, it's been really fun. Wow. Well, sorry that, it, I don't know. I love the galleys because they're always paperback and I can bring them places easily. And I don't know. So I tend to put aside the hard copies, even if they arrive sometimes. I'm a fan of paperback as well. <laughs> Shelby, your book is so inspiring because it's all, it starts with your own journey of how you basically got unstuck and rediscovered adventure and got yourself out of a bad place. But it's much less like an adventure guidebook and much more about like living your best life, honestly, is kind of the, the, the bigger message of the whole book. So anyway, tell me about writing this book and just anything you want to say about it. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, Zibby. I love what you've created. I started podcasting around the same time and I ended up wanting to do a podcast about adventure. And then this book is because over the years, I started writing an adventure column when I was 19 in the San Diego newspapers. And I've always been fascinated with the power of adventure. As a little girl, I taught surfing at this all-woman surf school called Surf Diva, which if you make your way down to San Diego, we'll get you a lesson. And women would come for like a weekend or a week-long clinic. And a couple of weeks or a month afterward, I'd often get a call from one of them. And they'd say, Shelby, I quit my job that I needed to quit. Or I ended a relationship that was no longer serving me. Or they were moving across the country to a place with a better beach. And their life would never be the same again. And I think that it stuck with me and resonated with me so much that I inadvertently made it my life's work to study people who chased adventure full time. And then I started this podcast in 2016, years later, that I ended up selling to REI called Wild Ideas Worth Living. And I'd read in a lot of adventure books, and most of them glorify adventure and glorify the finish line, but they don't tell you how to go out and do an adventure and the power of adventure and what happens when everything goes wrong and what to do if you have self-doubt and fear and imposter syndrome and how to get unstuck. And like to me, doing an adventure, even a small one, and an adventure is an adventure if it's adventurous to you. So... I know I look like an adventure and I've got all these surfboards in the background, but I'm never going to climb Mount Everest. I'm never going to ride my bike probably like more than 100 miles or I don't know. I mean, even a little hike, making a commitment to watch the sunrise every morning. There's small adventures you can do that can have a profound effect. And so I wanted to create the best of everything I'd read in a book. I'm not a huge reader. I know that's embarrassing to say on your podcast, <laughs> but I wanted like punchy, fun stories. I wanted to share stories of other people I've interviewed. I wanted to tell a little bit of my story, the more raw, vulnerable ones, which um, to be honest, I wanted to puke when I was writing them, but I'm sure you can relate. And then I wanted to have these pro tips at the end of each chapter. So like if you're busy and you're a mom and you don't have a lot of time, you can just flip to the page and be like, okay, this is what I need to do. Because I think a lot of us have decision fatigue in our lives. And I just wanted to give pro tips. Like here's a great way to go out and do one. And like, here's, here's some numbers to break it down into so that you can scientifically, if you're like very analytical, get your brain around why you should go do something now. And I think we can all relate to looking up at the night sky. And that feeling, which creates awe, is such a game-changing feeling. And I think that's one of those feelings that adventure brings to you. You know, you can feel small and yet more connected at the same time. You often feel grateful. And like, if you are in a bad mood before you go out in the wild into nature, maybe you had a bad day at work, maybe you were stuck in traffic. Well, usually afterwards, <laughs> you kind of forget about your bad mood and you're in a good mood again. So I don't know. There's all these great things 
that nature provides and that doing an adventure provides that almost creates a synergistic effect. I know I'm a little bit rambling, but there's a lot of books about nature, right? And we know that being outside in nature is good for us. It chills out our nervous systems and most of us have pretty like intense nervous systems. It helps us lower blood pressure. Sometimes it boosts our immunity. We can relax. And then when you do something outside of your comfort zone and do an adventure in nature, I think it creates this like double effect. And so this book is sort of a guidebook on why and how to do it, but using a really wide range of adventures. So there's everyone from body positive runners to a woman who was going through menopause. And um, there's a pretty funny story about that. She was crossing the South Pole with her husband and they became the first married couple to do so unsupported and unaided, which meant they were carrying all their own gear. The first outdoor drag queen is in this book. Alex Honnold, this guy that free soloed El Capitan. There's a mention of Cheryl Strayed because, you know, she's a legend. And then there's people you've never heard it heard of from a guy who started doing art outside and it changed his life and he became this like TikTok star to a really famous TikTok gardener who started having a relationship with plants. And I just wanted people to use this book as a ticket if they were already an adventure to say, hey, husband, wife, friend, boss, I need to keep adventuring. Or if they were a little stuck and scared to maybe consider using adventure as a way to heal and maybe make a change. So you can go to a therapist, you can take psychedelics. Lots of people are trying all sorts of things, but nothing builds courage like doing an adventure. Amazing. Well, that was that was wonderful. In the book, you talk about signs where you really need an adventure, right? <laughs> like emotional signs. Like, are you snapping at everybody you know? Like, are you having a hard time figuring out like what to have for breakfast? Or that wasn't your example. I can't remember what you said. No, but that was. It was like fish tacos, fish on my yes, tacos or not. Right. Yes. Sometimes it's like arguing with a customer service agent from like AT&T or your electrical company. If you find yourself getting in a fight with like the... I get it. Customer service is painful, but... If you're fighting with them, you need to question why. So yeah, sometimes signs will point you to what you do need to do. Yep. And sometimes the signs are telling you to stop, pay attention and go a different way. Just like when you're actually walking on a trail, like dead end, you're going to run off of a cliff or keep going that way. Maybe it's a little longer and windier, but you're going to see this epic view and maybe a waterfall. Amazing. So I'm a really big believer in signs. It's like the most woo-woo thing that I do in my life. But I think when you're especially stuck, it's hard to pay attention because our egos get in the way. But that's where nature is so good because nature doesn't let you have a big ego. <laughs> and it really chills you out in a way where you can listen better. When is it, do you think we all forgot to keep adventure in our lives? Like, where does that end? Because when you're a kid, it's important, right? You're always like, let's go on an adventure. And like, you go to the dentist and you try to make it fun. You know, like, let's go, you know, like, when does that end? I don't know. I don't know. I've really tried to keep it in my life as much as possible because life can be hard and messy and it can take twists and turns. And I don't know, I just wrote my last newsletter on big K energy. And I think we've heard of what big D energy is, like big, can I say penis on your pot, big dick energy. <laughs> it's funny, right? But I was thinking like, it'd be really cool for us to lean into big kid energy 
And when we go outside, it's pretty easy to tap into it. One is I think we get in our lives a little bit trapped into this, like, I have to do everything and I have to do it really well. I'm guessing the listeners of your podcast are like, I know I don't look like it, but I'm a bit of a perfectionist and had this giant overachieving complex growing up was really rewarded a lot in my family for getting an article in a newspaper or getting into some good school or getting a great job. And I think I, ch- I chased these things a lot in my life, but adventure teaches you to be a kid. Like if you go surfing, you're going to fall. <laughs> you're going to fall a lot. And you have to be able to laugh at that and you have to be able to embrace failure. So I think the cool thing about nature is there's parts of nature that are just funny. Like going to the bathroom in the wild kind of sucks, but it's always funny. And those stories are always funny. And the one thing about adventure is something will always go wrong. It's like inevitable, but that's where the fun stuff happens. So I don't really know where that ends. It, it ends for all of us in different places, but I really like to keep things joyful and fun. Like life is heavy. <laughs> And so you might as well enjoy it as best as you can. And I guess for me, I learned the lesson really young. When I was 11 years old, my dad died of a sudden heart attack. And he tucked me in. He said, good night. I love you. And then I never saw him again. And my sisters and I were different ages. One was about to go to Stanford. Another one was out of college. And they took the need to be financially responsible. But I did not. (laughs) I took the need. The life is short. And that you just never know. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. So that's not saying you should be irresponsible, but that is saying that you should try to find joy where you can, because you don't take all of your achievements to the grave. And yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's where I'm at with that. And I think all of the people in the book have taken a path that is not traditional. And for me, that was like the biggest question I wanted to help people get to. There's so many decisions I made where if I did what I thought was right on paper through a pro-con list, I never would have done it. And sometimes you have to make these decisions that are really hard, that make zero sense on paper, but end up being the best decision of your life. And for me, I found those answers through surfing and hiking and just having a little bit deeper relationship with nature. I live in a city. I'm not like some outdoorsy, like paddler, mountaineer. I live in San Diego. We luckily have a beach kind of really near our house. But other than that, my parents were East Coasters from New York and Pittsburgh, and they didn't even like the sand. So I had to find (laughs) adventure on my own. Wow. Tell me a little bit more about post. So you have this revelation in your life. You're in a relationship you're not happy about. You're depressed and you have a family history of mental illness and you are sort of coming to terms with that. You don't love your job, even though it's like really awesome from the outside to be working for vans and like having child. I had the dream job. But it's like maybe someone else's dream, right? It could be, you never know who's dreaming it. So so you have this moment in the beginning of the book where you are on this wave and for the first time you catch the wave or I'm probably using the wrong terminology and it changes like, it's like the pivotal moment in your life that you can actually do this. And after you come from this experience, everything changes and you're ready to make all the changes in your life. And then you go ahead and do them. What are some of the moments for other people that you interviewed for the book or you talked to, or you've just talked to 
you know, as you've gone through all of your adventures that are, are pivotal moments like that when people are, should pay attention and like let in the new, the unstuck feeling that might come after. Thanks. You read the book. Awesome. So <laughs> I have a friend, Steph Jagger, who's also a really good author. I interviewed her. Oh, she's awesome, right? Yeah, I love and that. And I think she has like one of the most classic moments. She is 29 years old, which is the same age I was when I was like massively stuck. And there's a history of mental illness in my family. So I was really scared and I was an athlete and nobody was really talking about it in the athletic space. But Steph had her moment when she was also 29 and she had a job that she loved on paper and she had just bought a house in Canada and she had loved going to Whistler Mountain as a kid, but she could no longer ski on the weekdays. She had to ski on the weekends with friends. While she was on the chairlift, she was like, what if we could just ski on the weekdays or maybe ski around the world? And her friends laughed at her. And it was a crazy idea that everyone said she was stupid for doing, just like they told me I was stupid for quitting my job. And long story short, just as she was about to get off the chairlift to go down the mountain on her skis, she saw a sign. And the sign said, lift your restraining device. And it just referred to the metal bar on the chairlift that you have to lift up to ski back down. But she took that sign with her as a sign that she needed to lift the restraining device on her entire life. And it was pretty powerful. There's a story that didn't make it in the book with Chris McDougall, who told me this, Chris McDougall is the author of Born to Run. And he had this crazy epiphany when he kind of quit his job at the last minute and kept seeing signs for the Tarahumara to write this book about running. And the sign just didn't leave him. There was another guy who just read a book called Running on Empty about a guy who was the fastest run across the United States. And when he read that book, it just lit him up. And he couldn't stop reading that book. He read it over and over and over. And he started entering marathons, which turned into ultra marathons. And then a couple years later, the guy is like the fastest, broke the record for running across the United States. And I don't know, signs hit you differently. There was another guy who's just, he was a commercial artist and he wanted to draw outside because it was sunny, but he couldn't take his drafting table outside. He was from Michigan. It was rarely sunny. And when the sun popped up, he wanted to enjoy the sun. So he took a box of chalk and he started drawing in the sidewalks and he noticed that the sidewalk was not a blank canvas because blank canvases terrified him. And he started doing these like doodles and shapes. And the guy now gets paid a lot of money to go around to cities and draw like monsters and characters around manholes, which become cookies and, you know, sprinkler heads that become eyes. And he crushes it. And he's found so much joy through doing that. So I think people find these moments when they're either stuck at rock bottom or they're just paying attention and something brings them so much joy that they can't eat and they forget about eating. Like I love food and if something makes me forget about eating, I pay attention. Everybody knows the feeling of having a crush, right? Like I once got up at an ungodly hour to go surfing a wave that was so terrifying to meet up with a guy I had a crush on. And I'm sure you listening have had a moment where you had a crush on someone and you did something that you would never do. So when we have these crushes on ideas, that's when we should also follow them. I love it. An idea crush. Yeah. An idea crush. Like, what would I follow? <laughs> you started a podcast. I'm pretty sure that's a wild idea. And then you launched this book and bookstore and a publishing company. I was actually really bummed. I would have totally published my book with you had I known. Oh. Sorry uh, to my publisher, but I think it's really cool what you do. I think it's cool that you have everybody come together like camp. You know, yes. writing books 
what I learned is like pretty lonely. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And um, podcasting, at least you talk to someone, maybe it's just through a screen, but I have a team at REI that's awesome that I connect with. And I have friends that live in San Francisco and they have big groups of writing friends and their writer's tribe, which is awesome. But I wrote this book during the pandemic in San Diego and I was lonely and I could only work at the coffee shop so much during that time and talk to people. It's cool that you do that. I went to the San Diego Writers Conference last year. Have you been? I saw you there. Yeah, that's actually where I think I think I connected with you there. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I met your husband. He's friends with a mutual friend. DK. That's right. Yes, and, um, yes, 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 yes. Sorry. I have to go there this year and it's totally cool. Yeah, I liked it. And then I actually met those writers after. Oh, good. I was too late in the game to like connect with them then, but they're really cool and it's it's fun. That's awesome. I'm sorry I had originally I was literally wondering when we got together. I was like, I feel like there was sorry. some connection. Was it my son's school? Was it there was something, but I couldn't remember. So thank Someone you. Someone went up to me today and like was like, Shelby, I've heard your voice and I like had no idea who they were. You know, it's fine. Like you meet a yeah. lot of people and she was stoked. It's all good. Amazing. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat Rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wait, tell me more about starting your podcast, how you grew your podcast, how you sold it to REI and, and like everything about it now. Well, I actually have two podcasts. I have one called Vitamin Joy that I started during the pandemic. I'm really interested in the intersection of mental health and adventure and mental health and humor. And Vitamin Joy is about mental health and humor, but I put it on pause because writing a book and having two podcasts is insane. But and I'm a really big believer in like resting and self-care. And even though I really want to do it all, I, I can't. I know, my, I know myself. I have like an autoimmune condition. I have to listen to my body. Wild Ideas Worth Living. I'd been a journalist for many years. In 2009, after I quit my job at Vans, I was writing for ESPN and Outside. And it was cool, but articles were getting smaller in magazines. And I was working with a lot of like dude editors. And Honestly, I love the interview process of writing the best. I don't like necessarily love writing, but I love talking. And everybody's like, you should start a podcast. And I love Tim Ferriss' show, but I wished he'd interviewed more adventures and more women. And so I started a show and 
I'd been a business reporter in the outdoor and action sports world, and I knew most of the CEOs and executives in the industry. And a friend of mine was like, you should pitch REI right now. They're doing this Force of Nature campaign about women in the outdoors. And I'm like, I'm a woman. I've been getting women in the outdoors since age 16. Like, this is what I did in college. This is what I did. Like, my whole life, I worked for the U.S. Women's National Team the first year they won the World Cup. Like, I've done triathlon. I've worked with Nike. I was like, shoo it. They're going to say yes. They're going to subsidize my show. So I found a contact at REI and he was really lovely. And he's like, Shelby, you're great. We are not doing podcasts right now. We sell tents. And I was (laughs) like, okay, well, let's stay in touch. And I went ahead and just ran my show on my own. I got other sponsors. I pitched magazines. They didn't want to get into the podcast space. And I was like, you should get in the podcast space. And sure enough, those magazines are either dead or they have a podcast, which is great. And we stayed in touch. And I think sometimes a no is not now. And six months later, I hit up REI and they'd been so hard to get a hold of. And they called me right back and they're like, we're actually getting into the podcast game. We should talk. And so they licensed the show for a couple of years and then they wanted to buy it in 2020. And I was like, I don't really want to sell it. But I had written, I had taken an accelerator business course. I really wanted to start a business. And at the time I used the podcast as an idea to start a business. And that would be my first product. And on the original business plan, I said, sell to like, a company within three years. Wow. And I thought it would be so easy. And that was the first thing I've ever done that was kind of easy, but it wasn't easy. Like it was really hard. It was an absurd amount of work. I was kind of early in the podcast game, but my goal was to get people to use adventure as a catalyst to change their lives. Yeah. And no brand did it better than REI. So it was hard for me to make the decision to give up this baby. I'm still sometimes sad about it, but I really love REI and they've continued way past the contract's date to keep me on as the host and grow the show. And truthfully, I've connected with people I probably wouldn't have connected with if I just run the show. I was really interviewing like surfers and skateboarders and they've brought me in touch with some incredible people doing wild things that I didn't even know about, you know, from San Diego. So it's been really great. Wow. So yeah, you can listen to Wild Ideas Worth Living anywhere you get podcasts and Vitamin Joy is on hold, but... I'm actually thinking about starting a podcast that you might laugh about. It's about parenting from people who aren't parents because <laughs> I give my sisters much unsolicited advice about raising their kids and nothing drives them absolutely crazier. And a girlfriend of mine is a comedian and we just joke about this podcast we have where we're giving tips to parents and we're not parents. <laughs> it's funny, but I don't know. Your listeners might get a kick out of it or they might just be like, oh my God, these guys are such jackasses. But it sounds yeah, momming is momming is hard. I've learned as an aunt and watching, there's so many little kids that are in our lives right now and it's really hard. So kudos to all of you moms listening. It's the gnarliest job and the most wild of wild ideas to be a parent (laughs) in 2023. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I don't know. One of my kids is going to come barging through the door at any moment. So you'll, you'll see just how wild it is. Do you play tennis or pickleball? I do. I play tennis. Awesome. I can tell. Your outfit looks very tennis-y, pickleball-y. You know, I was looking for leggings this morning (laughs) and I opened up my workout drawer and I realized that I had put this dress in it like forever ago and I forgot I had even ordered it. And I was like, that's oh, so that's cute. cute. I'll just wear that today. Even though I'm not doing really anything athletic. <laughs> so I like it. It's because adorable. Because of the dress, I like went on a walk and I like did this and did that. So anyway. Sometimes you just need to invest in gear to get out the door. Yeah, that's true. I think it's great. And if you're in the Palisades, there's amazing hiking near there. 
That's true too. Yes. Your comment about meeting other authors though, I'm working on like new ways to get all the authors from this podcast together in person because like cool. I used to do that a lot in the beginning. And then after the pandemic, I just like never brought it back up again or started it up again rather. So I don't know. I might want to do some big meetup or I don't know, something fun. I think you should do like a one-day festival, like kind of like the Idaho Writers Festival, but you add some adventure into it. I'd love to help you. Interesting. Maybe there's like breath work and ice baths and yoga and wine and all the things that writers like, like coffee yeah. and alcohol. <laughs> you do <laughs> dancing. Ice, you do the ice baths. I will do the coffee and wine. <laughs> Done. That's easy. I can do ice baths, running, hiking, whatever you want. That's the cool thing about writing a book. The coolest part has been connecting with people in real life. Yes. And meeting people who read it and said, this book changed me or... I resonated with this part or I'm taking my mom on a trip because I realized I did the numbers thing. And if your mom is 80 and maybe the average age is 85 and you only see her twice a year, that might only be 10 visits left. Like, and they book trips right then. I think that's pretty cool. And, and also it's just fun to connect in real life with people. I mean, I've seen people from college, from soccer teams, like people come out of the woodwork to come to your events. And yeah, I wish events were more of a thing that publishers were like really pushing. I think a lot of publishers have like leaned back on it, but I've been doing some events with REI and we're going to start doing more. And I think it's really fun to connect in real life with readers. I totally agree. Wait, what's a, what's an example of a fun REI event that you did? Well, we're going to try to do one that's like hiking and then hanging out. I have an idea to do this like running event where we run and then we go back and we talk books. It hasn't happened yet. No, you need to talk to Allie Frank in Sun Valley, Idaho, because she wants to do the exact same thing. Great. I'm going to put you two in touch after this. Awesome. Yeah. She lives in Sun Valley because she said she had the idea. I I do all these retreats, but not, I haven't paired it with an activity other than like retreat type stuff. Anyway, she was like, I want to do a running retreat that also involves books. And I was like, okay, but Okay, I'm going to put you in touch. Florence Williams, who's a great author, who's in my book and was really influential in helping me figure out the science of the nature part and awe. She actually is leading retreats with writing and forest bathing and studying awe out in nature. And her book, Heartbreak, just won a pen award. And it was also on my podcast. I love Oh, and she's just yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I for some reason know a lot of like writers. It's It's crazy, but they're just a good bunch of people. And people who read books tend to be... I think what they all share is they're curious. Yeah. And I'm a really curious human. I want to know exactly why you do what you do and how you got there and what makes you tick. I'm like obsessed with people. Some people are obsessed with animals. I like could have pet people. Like I just love people. I know. Someone said something when I was starting a podcast, like you're going to have to talk about whatever the topic is all the time. And I was just like, well, I never get tired of learning about people. I mean, there's no way that I could I could ever meet a person and not want to hear their story. I'm always like, okay, give me your story. Let me hear, like, where are you from? How did we get here? You know, all that. So it is cool. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing we're podcasters, I guess. I guess we found ourselves. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I could do it for a long time. What advice do you have for aspiring authors? Advice I'd give writers is get outside into nature, away from your computer. I think that's where some of the best ideas will happen when you're walking in the trees or staring at the sunset or you're in the ocean. It's sometimes inconvenient if you're actually swimming in the ocean because you don't have a pen and paper. But if you can remember your idea, that's a really good idea. But yeah, I mean, 
get outside. And then the second advice is read books, books you like, books you don't like. I think that was a mistake I had when I wrote my book. I probably didn't read enough that year. I was pretty focused on writing, but now I'm reading again and I just have so many ideas. I hope that helps. Shelby, thank you so much. Will Smile, thanks for the fun chat. And I appreciate it. See you on email. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.